tres y dos y uno. I was gonna like start in Spanish. Oh gosh. That would be Ola, really funny. Hola. No, I don't. Oh, hola, fly over state sports. That was very Spanish. That was very Japanese right there. Hola. Hola, fly over state sports. Me llamo Semlong. Esta hosta. Ye beans co-hosta. I need to practice it. It'll be, it would be really funny if we start. Imagine if we did a whole episode in Spanish sometime. Like Bro, just, I'd quit. We just wrote an entire script and then like put it into Google Translate. I would quit. You'd quit? What? I'd quit. I'd quit. What? <laughs> be hilarious. I struggle enough with English, let alone Spanish. You have to read up a script. I can't even read English. What do you mean you can't even read English? Bro, str- I'm bro. I drive the struggle bus. Whatever. I trace doce once. The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? National Hot Dog Day. I am your head wiener, Sam the Dong Long, joined with Caleb the Bean Jubal, the short wiener in our package. I'm the chili. I, I, I have beans in the chili. He adds the beans in the chili to the chili dog. Speaking of chili dogs, I am seven glizzies deep today. Two Holy shit! from Sonic. Sonic is running a 129 glizzy deal for up to five chili dogs. So I got five chili glizzies for about less than $7. Were they good? Oh, my God. They were hot dogs. That's so you, for sure. So, I mean, you can't beat a dollar twenty-nine. A dollar twenty-nine dog, man? Like, dog. I, I have been accused you know, people at work were like, you're going to go eat five hot do- chili hot dogs from Sonic? I was like, I'm not above seven fifty for five hot dogs, my boy. <laughs> I will never be above seven fifty for five hot dogs. You kidding me? Fuck. I got, a, I got seven gli- – or I got five chili glizzies and a small blizzard at Sonic. For $12. You get people, you know, spend $12 on like an appetizer at some upscaley restaurant that like doesn't fill them up. I, beans, they came in a box. <laughs> they, they brought out all five of them in a box. It was like, my God. That's <laughs> great. But I'm, I'm five chili glizzies deep and two glizzies from work deep. So, wow. That's impressive. You, you're cha- you're chasing uh, Joey Chestnut there. I'm on I'm on my Joey right now, bro. Yeah. Um, how many hot? Do- so I I you know said we should have a hot dog eating contest at work. 
Um, that poses the question in 10 minutes, how many hot dogs and buns do you think you can eat beans? This is a cop. Th this should have been talked about, you know, two weeks ago, you know, when the 4th of July was prevalent, but we are a show that is constantly behind. So, um, okay. So I don't know no if anybody cares. It, no, it's just, it's no. fun and hot dog. I don't know if anybody cares or not, but like I eat a low carb diet. So like, I feel like the bread would get to me first, so I'd probably eat the hot dogs. Everyone, and so I'd probably eat the gl the glizzies first, and then try to shove down as much bread as humanly possible. I, I, I feel like that's not a great strat, though, because like if you, you it doesn't count the hot dog. Doesn't so it count as a half if you? No, eat if you eat half the hot dog and half the bun, it counts as a half. But okay, mm, okay. I don't otherwise, know. They otherwise, they would just eat only hot dogs. They wouldn't even care about the buns. True. Think. Um, I'd probably spend. You know, it's honestly probably north of fifteen. I really do. In ten minutes. Yeah, you're probably right. Ten minutes. I know. I think you're capping. I could definitely eat two for the first like. Two per minute for like the first three minutes. I feel like I can do that. At least two per I, minute. I don't think you could. I think I could. Two per minute? Man, I don't know about that. A minute's a long time. Think of how long a, a minute, minute is. Like, not that long of a time. But to eat a, a so hot dog, you, I. You are counting them in microwave I, minutes. A hot dog, like, I. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, it takes, like, what, th three bites to you know, get through a whole hot dog. So like, and probably an extra, so three bites, that's probably what five, six seconds. And then like an extra 20 seconds to like chew on it. That's like 30. I think I could eat like two in a minute for like the I first you get to those buns and you would find it is much harder. The, the bun, the bun is the difficult part. Cause I don't eat bread a lot. You gotta, I, you gotta dunk it in water, dude. And just kind of, I, I would definitely, I would definitely do that. Um, I'm going to probably say at least 12. I, I really do think I eat 12. You know what I think? Should we have a hot dog eating contest? Like worth a, a, a flyover state hot dog eating contest. Ooh, that would be fun. We should do would that. We participate or would we judge? Um, I'd probably participate. But I want to participate. You know Gavin, what? Gavin gets to judge. Gavin wasn't involved in this I, idea because mm. he's pouring concrete at his house. So uh, he gets to judge. Beans and, yeah, I he's, to, Beans and I get to participate. Yeah, we texted Gavin. He's like, Gavin, can you join the show? And he's like, uh, my, I got to pour a driveway. So he's pouring his new driveway. Um, I think so for all four of his vehicles, um, Gavin, we're proud Gavin of you. Gavin's living large and luxurious right now. I, it, I think he said, I think he said next week he's doing his sidewalk. So hopefully um, he should have. Gavin probably will uh, never return to the show. If you're looking to, uh, you know, apply to be our third member of the show in the intern period, uh, contact us in the DMs at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S on Twitter, capital F and capital S, and the two underscores above. See, look at me plugging the show, Beans. This is how good of a host I am. I'm multifaceted. I finally plugged our Twitter dot com at the beginning <laughs> of the show when people are still might be listening and there's merch there too and i also plug that so i'm well, proud of you i'm proud of me too you know it only took me a year and a half to like do those things 
Yeah. The beans. I know you want, I know what the show script says. I know what we're supposed to talk about today, but I'm calling an audible because oh I don't boy. care about what you write. Oh boy. Um, it is 45 days until uh, week one of the college football season, which means it's technically for 38 days until the first college football game because week zero is a thing. Beans, are you excited? Bro, I will. I am so excited for that shitty competition of those small schools. I would give my left testicle right now just to watch one of those games. No, you wouldn't. I would. I really would. I, I, I don't care enough about college football to give up any of my testicles, unless it's for K-State to win against Baylor in 2012. Football, <laughs> football keeps people out of dark times, man. I, there's like a gap in this spring-summer period without football. It's so hard. It's, There's only a gap if you don't like basketball and baseball, you don't. Well, I like I like basketball in March. Yeah, so you don't like basketball. Like I like ba- I like basketball in, in March. You I like, like it in March. NCAA, dog, you are not a hoops head. Okay, First sorry. All, we don't we don't ever talk about basketball in this show, so like don't even the, don't football even takes up like, a, oh man, I like basketball. No, you don't. It takes you us like, an hour and a half to talk about football. Bro, you don't I would have to talk about football, brother. The the fucking NBA playoffs were happening for like a whole like month. And what were we talking about? The draft. Yeah, the draft happened in late April. We had all of May and all of June. And we and didn't look, talk about it because you don't like basketball like that. Well, we could talk about it. I just wouldn't care. Yeah, you don't provide anything. You don't like basketball. I could tell you the whole entire Chiefs starting lineup. Bro. I could tell you the whole roster right now, but I could not tell you who won the NBA Finals for the last five seasons. Boy, is that what we're going to do here? Am I going to pull up the roster right fucking now? And I'm going to, like, you know what? That's Maybe that's, you know what? Once the 53 gets released, uh, oh, we won. I- Mm. We're doing that. It's going to be right. horrible content. Like It's going to be bad content. No one's going to want to listen to you babble on about 53 names. Probably 20 to 30 of them, of which they don't know if they are, like, you know, into the NFL. And, you know, probably 40 if they are, like, really not into the NFL. But we'll do it, Beans. That is we'll your test. So we'll you're going to have to name every person on the 53-man roster. I'll hold a fucking... Notebook, I'll have everyone written. It'll be horrible content. People will be saying, look at these idiots. They don't know what people like. But we're going to do it. I'm pumped. Content. All right, so we're going to talk about running backs? Yeah, let's talk about uh, people holding out. Is anyone actually officially holding out? I mean, they're like expected to. I don't think anyone... Anyone really is so, right now. So to provide so to provide some backstory for those people that haven't quite dove into the NFL offseason yet, uh, the running backs are currently on strike, uh, especially those there's like that two running backs on strike. There's all, there's only there's only two running backs on strike. They keep throwing in a third for some reason, but Tony Pollard, like and Tony Pollard, Pollard doesn't he, tag. yeah. And Tony Pollard's just like, I'm just here for the ride, man. Like so, Tony Pollard broke his goddamn leg. Like he signed that, that man willingly signed that franchise tag. So the two people that are holding out right now is Saquon Barkley and uh, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin cook's name keeps getting thrown in there because he's speaking for the trees. Um, so it's Alvin Cook's name keeps getting thrown in there because he's jobless. He's making less money at, 
Dalvin Cook makes less money an hour than that 16-year-old flipping burgers at your local McDonald's right now. Well, and you don't hear anything coming out of Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott. It's crazy. Fournette, that's a lie because Leonard Fournette today did a workout for Patriots. Oh, he did! Congratulations. Yeah. He's going to be—he's going to be the backup running back for New uh, England I think, now. I think all. Of, so again, Kareem Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and Dalvin Cook all combined to make less money per on a per hour basis from their actual job than your. 15 year old cousin flipping burgers at your McDonald's. So <laughs> like, and then you have running backs like Joe Mixon who took a pay cut in order to and Aaron Jones took a pay cut too. and Aaron Jones took a pay cut too. So that was mad early. And do you think like players, uh, you know, like Saquon and Josh Jacobs are like pissed at these guys for taking this kind of pay cut no. When they're trying to fight for more money or more uh, or more wage power, I guess. No, I mean it was either take the pay cut or get the cut. I feel like I think that I, here's the problem. So, like, running backs were on the way out, right? Like it was it was like a really big like trend starting, especially with Mel Kiper, where it was like running backs are not worth anything in the data community, obviously, and then like. The 20, what is it, 16 class, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It's 2015 or 16, whichever one it is. Yeah. Um, that class came through and gave us, like, you know, Zeke and, like, really it was, like, a couple of classes in a row. But it gave us, like, Zeke and Aaron Jones and Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook and literally everyone that we've – and Leonard Fournette, everyone that we've mentioned in this, like, podcast so far, right? Yes. Except for uh, Jacobs and Barkley and Pollard, but everyone else that we've ever like talked about at this moment in time, like they came from those two classes, including like Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is another one of those running backs. And essentially, what happened is is it was a boom period for all these running backs, and uh, now they're all old and phasing out of the NFL like all at the same time. Yeah, except for Derrick Henry. Because, like, he didn't carry the ball for, like, his first two years. And so (laughs) you have teams like (laughs) you have teams like Carolina who just signed Miles Sanders to what was it like a 13 million dollar contract. And then another one of those running backs out there, too. And and then you have like Philadelphia who Howie Roseman's been well known for this is like, yeah, uh, our whole running back room is going to be worth $2 million and they're going to roll with, you know, Gainwell and uh, uh, Boston Scott, Boston Scott, DeAndre, Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you got like these teams that are just like, why overpay for one running back when we could just, you know, have packages just have you don't need a three down there the, the three down back is just gonna go away like it's gonna be a dime a dozen anymore you, you'll, you'll still have three down backs but it's no longer gonna be like the commodity you know yeah the three down back is going to basically just be for oh man it's gonna pretty much be for just teams that don't have any perimeter weapons wouldn't you think like I mean, that's yeah. why Saquon is like and Derrick Henry and, and yeah and Derrick yeah. Who's the best receiver on the Giants? Like last year, not I mean they the got Darren Waller now. Well, and Kenny Galladay is taking up a fourteen million dollar contract, so yeah, Saquon that, can't. Where, 
That's where Saquon should be pissed. That's where his buddy's at going to Kenny Galladay. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> so um no, I mean like the thing is though is like Darius Slayton and Isaiah Hodgins were like the two best receivers in the Giants last year. It's like you need and, Saquon. Yeah, like yeah. Your team your your offensive weapons stink. But like if you're Miami and you have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, it's like uh yeah, Raheem Mostert and like Jeff Wilson and like Devon A. Chain, yeah, that'll work. Like, fuck it, right? Why would we need anything else? Oh, okay, like, so let- the Raiders are the confounding one to me. So like Dallas, I don't even really think needs Tony Pollard like that because like they have Ceedee Lamb and like Brandon Cooks and like Michael Gallup. But like Vegas only has Devontae Adams, and like they got Jacoby Myers, but like. It's kind of just like Devontae Adams. And so they almost kind of need Josh Jacobs. They do, like, yeah. I Josh Jacobs doesn't... Dude, okay. Josh Jacobs isn't like some difference maker in my opinion, though. He's a good running back. He's a like, really good running back. He's just... I, I he's, not fla- he's not flashy. He doesn't, you know... His, so his, let's uh, get one thing out of the way, for starters. Um, all running backs are pretty much volume-based. Yes. I you almost have to go to the rate stats where it's like yards created above average to like mm-hmm. determine who's actually good at being a running back. Nick Chubb is like the one running back that like always seems to be like, wow, this guy is like really good in all the efficiency stats like all the time. And he was splitting carries last year. Now he's the bell cow this year. If Nick Chubb legitimately like got a Derrick Henry or like a Jacob's workload and played all the games. That's kind of the big caveat, right? He'd probably run for damn near 2000 yards. <laughs> probably his efficiency, like kept up obviously. So let's, let's have this fun little exercise here. Uh, I'm going to read off these last, you know, just few super bowls here. And, you know, we'll I, just, I know I, exactly what you, so one amendment I do want to make to uh, that list, right? I know what list you're reading off because I sent it to you. Yeah. There's two amendments. One, Kansas City and Isaiah Pacheco. Like, obviously, that's not on that list, particularly because that list is from last year. Um, With the Seahawks list, it will list Percy Harvin because he led the team in rushing. In rushing, yeah. For the Super Bowl. Bowl. Um, But that team very obviously had Marshawn Lynch. That is also from ten years ago, and with we're not going to go. Back. We're not going to go back that far because right now well, we've only seen this. The one, there, there are two very distinct ways, in my opinion, that you can win a Super Bowl: have average quarterback play, and a be and be a leader running the ball, and like have an elite defense. That that's basically just like you're controlling time of possession and controlling yeah. the game. Like, yes. You're you playing Navy. You're playing Navy, Army Navy ball. Yeah, you can either control the game like that, or you can have a really good quarterback. Like it's yeah. one of the two, because like every time, th- there's very, very few teams ever win when they have an average quarterback and like an average defense as well. Like I don't, I, I can't even think of one that's like there, because like everyone always wants to bring up like, oh, well, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl and Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl, and it's like, well, those defenses were elite. So like, so here, let me just read off just the past, like four or five. Okay. And just play the, just play the game with me. Okay. For our audience. Okay. So this last year we had Kansas city versus Philadelphia. 
who are your running backs? And Miles Sanders, okay? The year before that, Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. You had uh, Cam, well, Cam Akers. And was he hurt? Was Cam Akers hurt that year or is that the year before? He played. He, played, he, he tore his Achilles, if you remember. He tore yeah. his Achilles in the summer and then played in the playoffs. That's right. Okay. And then, yeah, Joe Mixon, the year before Joe, that. Joseph Mixon, who's actually making money. So, but they lost. So there you go. Yeah. And then Simon JP, right? Well, he was the one that lost. Anyways, before that, the year before that, Tampa Bay, you had Leonard Fournette in Kansas City, who was what? Dame Daryl Williams? Clyde. Well, no, Clyde, but. Yeah, Clyde was yeah, considered RB one. Not a rookie deal. So, and then prior to that, you had San Francisco. It Jeff would have been trotting out Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, and then and um, out Damian Williams, who famously replaced um, all the Damian Williams, who famously re- should have won Super Bowl MVP and replaced the league leader in rushing yards from the previous season midway through the season because of events. Yes. So, yeah. And <laughs> then the year before that, you had Philadelphia. That's uh, that's like half of Todd Gurley. Wasn't that like, that was when Todd Gurley was doing the really weird thing with CJ Anderson, but Todd Gurley was paid. Yeah. yeah. So the Patriots had Sony Michelle on a rookie contract. So, and then the year before that, it was like Garrett Blunt versus who? I don't even who were the Patriots. It would have been James White. That's who it would have been. It would have been James yeah. White. So I think I think the trend is you know like I, I don't know what the NFLPA is going to do to like help because this happens every time. Like, are we going to like offer solutions? Because I ha- I know what the solution is. It'll never well, happen. Yeah, but we, we you can state your solution here. But like we go through these ebbs and flows of the NFL, where this position thinks that they're underpaid. You know, like uh, uh, one year, you know, like the wide receivers thought they were unpaid, and then the, the, the DNs thought that they were unpaid, and then it moved to like the offensive line. It, it, soon, probably here within like the next three or four years the tight ends are probably going to come out and say, Hey, we're technically probably the most underpaid position. So it's, it's going to go through these phases here. I'm telling you, Kyle Pitts was going to be the guy. It's not, it probably won't be him because of just how that offense runs. Maybe that's the plot. I mean, maybe Maybe if he, maybe if he comes back to producing thousand yard seasons, like he did his rookie year, but, but, um, like someone theoretically, like a, We'll just throw Brock Bowers out there because he's supposed to be the next whatever. Elite, yeah, elite guy. There there is going to be someone who's going to be a tight end that's going to basically. So Travis Kelsey is doing what Travis Kelsey is doing. And he is like perfectly content with just taking like top of the market tight end money. And we're going to see another tight end at some point, pretty much do the Jimmy Graham thing, which is pretty much like a shorter. Shortened version of the uh, Travis Kelsey thing. And because if people remember right, Jimmy Graham got franchise tag and he tried to lobby to be a wide receiver. Or not, yes. Splitting out so much. That's going to happen to some tight end and they're going to basically demand like wide out money. And mm-hmm. we're going to see this battle happen all over again. Yes, except for on a more elite scale like yeah. wide range so the I, problem is, is that tight end holds out the tight end will actually probably get the money the running back holding out will probably uh not 
yeah. Uh, I, 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 do you guys, do you, so do you think these guys play this year? I think Josh Jacobs might. See, the problem is, is they both got so much tread on the tires last year. Here, the other problem, too, is Le'Veon Bell like kind of came out this week and was like, yeah, man, I wish I wouldn't have fucking done what I did. Or at least in the sense of leaving Pittsburgh. So, man. Here's the thing. I think they definitely should have signed, like, a two-year deal worth, like, high-end money, right? That would have been like that would have been like fully guaranteed or something, right? Something yeah. really short term. That's like dummy high, like running back numbers. Fully guarantee it, and it's just a two year commitment, right? Mm-hmm. So you're pretty much just adding on that extra year. I, I know that's not what they want, but like someone on the radio today basically just said they probably should have just went and took in as much guaranteed money as those well, teams were willing to offer them, which is probably true. Because if either one of them gets hurt, the value is going to tank because they're, they're damaged goods, right? Like Dalvin Cook can't even find a job right now. Um. So, I mean. Here, I keep talking Bar- while I look up some contracts. I think Barkley won't. I think Jacobs might. Okay. You know how much Saquon's fifth year option is? Saquon's fifth year op fifth year options are like the average of like the top ten of like that positional group or something. Ten million dollars. His 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 contract this year is ten million dollars. Take that, man. Run with it. Well, that was his uh fifth year. What's his franchise tag? Like is it also ten million? It's gotta still be around ten mil. Uh yeah, it'll probably stay around that same price range. I mean, again, they, they want long-term money. and I know you want, want long-term money, but you're a running back who's going to get a fifth-year option, who's going to get franchise tagged, and then get franchise tagged again, and you're still cheaper than a wide receiver. Twice, I don't think. You're still cheaper than a wideout. But what I'm saying is, is like, the problem is, is Saquon Barkley is going to have six years of control. Here's the thing. Saquon Barkley is going to enter the league at 21, right? Yep. And he's going to use his year 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. So they're going to run him into the ground until he's age 27 or whatever. And, like, all of his prime years are going to basically be under team control at like a reduced rate for what he probably should be produced being paid yeah. relative to like his position. And that's the issue mm-hmm. is like that. I think, and this is just me speaking for all labor. I don't think anyone wants to go except for the players, obviously, but I don't think anyone necessarily wants to go back to the system where we're paying a bajillion dollars to rookies out out the gate because it just provides really bad contracts. And it, it'll shoot up your second con. It'll make your second contract more expensive. Well, the problem too is, and this is why a lot of the rookie wage scale stuff happened in the first place is let's just use a num. Let's just use numbers, right? 
Let's yeah. say right now you use 10% of your cap space to sign all your rookies. Like, let's just say for sake of argument. Yeah. If you're like letting them negotiate straight out of college, the contract, and you remember some of the numbers that like were being thrown around, I think it was like five years, like 50 million, like out the gate or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? You're saying Bradford contracts, you're DeMarcus Russell, whatever. And let's just say that raises to like 15. That's 5% less money that veterans can make. You know what I mean? So yeah. That's the rookie wages. Then not only are you like helping out bad teams because now bad teams actually like can, you know, get good talent on team friendly deals to improve. Cause instead it's like, okay, well we drafted like fucking Tom Brady first overall, but we got to pay them like, you know, top like 15 QB money. Yeah. So not and, only do you have like cost control talent, now you can actually go pay vets. So, and then like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. There's one more thing know, I want to say before we scale is good for teams. Yes. For I, teams. I do like the rookie wage scale. Um, and we can just talk about this and move on. But like, the people you don't—it's going to sound bad—but the people you don't see bitching or complaining about this are the fifth round running backs, the third, fourth, you know, seventh round. You know, Pacheco is somebody who's like uh, seventh round running back is getting paid like what, probably a million, maybe let maybe nine hundred thousand dollars this year. Is probably like I'm just happy to be here, guys. And then like Tony Pollard's like, yeah, I'm happy to be here. And then you got somebody like Saquon drafted in the first round you got somebody like you know derrick henry bitching about even though he got his big cut but he, he's complaining like oh yeah like running backs aren't about you got these first round guys that are just kind of complaining and it's like there's plenty of running backs out there that'll be happy to take your place in this position well, it, yes and well, there's a couple of things to your point one the running back position is the only position that hasn't seen their average annual value increase yeah, the course of how it evolved. That would be my chief um, gripe. Um, the thing that Austin Eckler will tell you is that you know the Chargers couldn't trade him because they wanted a first rounder, but they can't pay him, you know, the increase that he wants because he's not valuable. So that's kind of an oxymoron. You know what I mean? They're yeah. they're valuable to the team, but replaceable. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think a lot of it too. I d this. I don't think a lot of people are going to draw this con conclusion, but I'm going to because I think that people are dumb and follow crowds. Um, we're currently in a writers' guild and screen actors' guild like strike. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, no, I'm I, I'm being dead. Serious. No, yeah, it's it's there, yeah. There are two major forms of media on strike. And, like, if you don't see that, like, people let, – let's be honest. Those NFL people, like, the NFL players who are making, like, millions of dollars, or even if it's just, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars, they are closer, like, on the pay scale to those people, at least the larger fish in the sea, right? Yeah. Especially the actors. They're closer to them as labor than, like, to just normal folk. Like, they see them striking, like, that. that's kind of my thing, is, like, this will probably not happen 
because if it backfired, it would de- debilitate running back value. But, like, to me, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Jacobs and Barkley and Pollard, Pollard will probably play because he signed the tag. But if they just sat out and then, like, someone like Austin Eckler was just like, well, I'm not happy with my contract and I'm just not going to play. And then, like, Austin Eckler just decided to not play despite, like, being under contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I mean, really, the only way the strike works is if, like, all the big names sit out. You need, like, Jonathan Taylor to sit out, and you need Derrick Henry to sit out, and it would never work that way. And then teams would just replace them with running backs. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But I think my the personal solution for me that will never happen is the fifth-year option needs to go away, and then the franchise tag needs to go. If, if you remove the franchise tag and the fifth-year option, running back valuation will go up because they get to market faster and you can't control them for six years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, subsequently, running backs will probably start getting drafted later in the draft. They'll probably fall in the draft and lose out on the initial first-round payments, but long-term, they'll hit the market faster. Yes. So, do you have anything else on running backs on strike? Um, no. Uh, I, Do we want to, you know what? Speaking of Josh Jacobs, we're going to delve into some personal matters. Um, a Josh Jacobs was traded today in our fantasy league. Uh, oh, a gentleman. Beans, would you like to, op- since you were on your phone, would you like to read off the official transaction? Yeah, I was looking up DeAndre Hopkins. We'll have to come back to that. But I'll, we, we'll, we will come back to DeAndre Hopkins as soon as we analyze this trade. And this is part of the main reason I'm mad Gavin is, you know, pouring his concrete. So Gavin thought about this. Um, so former, uh, I guess, you know, regular show co-host, uh, Jay Land, um, Jacob Land made a trade to Travis Hardenberger. I'll bleep his name out. Um, so here's the trade. Um, good old Jacob sends uh Geno Smith and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, quarter and you get old one or startable quarterback last year and the running back one overall last year. Four drum roll, please. And preparation H sends Robert Woods, wide receiver out of Houston, Matt yes. Breida. Matt Breida, running back out of New York. Justin Fields, quarterback out of Chicago. Gross. And one of his uh, 2024 thirds, which was Jacob's original third. You've got to be kidding me. It wasn't even a third. It was a third for next year, I guess. Um, Beans, what do you make of the trade? Um... Why is it theft of the highest order? Okay, for people that are in our audience, uh, Preparation H uh, took second last year and has a pretty good squad. You know, he had Josh Jacobs last year. He traded him to him. Yeah, and he he pretty much just got him back for nothing. Yeah. Um. So 
good for him. The man, yeah. the man traded an elite fantasy quarterback, a running back who might be worth something if Saquon Barkley is gone, a washed-up wide receiver, and a third-round draft pick. Yeah, have- so mind you, Travis had Josh Jacobs in April, on April 20th of 2023, uh, and traded... Mike Evans, George Kittle, and Josh Jacobs in the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And uh, Travis got back Kyle Pitts, Isaiah Hodgins, Nico Collins, 2024 second, 2023 first. All the comeback. I think that was was the third overall pick. It was. That was the third overall pick. So he got a – or no, that was the fourth overall pick, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which then he traded up to the third. That's how he got JSN. JSN, yes. So, basically, we we don't need to go completely on the deal. But essentially, Josh Jacobs netted a very nice haul, and then he pretty much traded it back for nothing. Um, I, I guess my problem is, is for Land's perspective is Josh Jacobs is going to be worth something next year, even if he doesn't play this year. And there is a non-zero chance that there's a non-zero chance that both Matt Breida and Robert Woods are worth nothing, and that the third round pick is also worth nothing. So it really feels like feels like you're trading Geno Smith and Josh Jacobs for Justin Fields, is what it feels like, right? Am I wrong? I, I don't know. I'm not going to talk, you know, smack or I anything. Think- I'm gonna talk shit. I, especially when I, I I offered him a first and two seconds for uh, Jacobs and Devontae Adams. I mean, I and I threw in like Zeke and I didn't know Jacobs was being shopped for. I would have I would have yes. gone and got. What do you mean you didn't know he was being shopped for? He announced yesterday. Oh, he did. I I didn't see that in the chat. Yeah, means not on top of his game, ladies and gentlemen. All, all I'm saying is, is look, I guess he just wanted Justin Fields, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, I don't understand it. But you know what I do understand? The money talks. DeAndre Hopkins is a Tennessee Titan. Shout out Emily Starkey. He's a Tennessee Titan. He signed a two-year 26 mil contract. Yep, two-year $26 million with incentives. Um, let's see here. Annual yeah, 32, isn't it? Yep. Yep. So I am good. But DeAndre um, Hopkins will take over in Tennessee as maybe the wide receiver one in that offense. Who's to say? It's kind yeah. of a tough it's kind of tough. I don't know if he'll be I don't know if he'll be playing the X role per se. Traylon Burks could still continue to play the X role. In that offense, but he becomes the biggest name in that in that uh, pass catching array. Yeah, um, I mean, good for De- I think DeAndre. He went shopping. He went, you know, he two things. He came out and said, "I want to win a Super Bowl and I want to get paid." You can't get both in this league. Um, I think not in this economy. And I think I know he wanted to go to Buffalo. I know he talked about going to Kansas City. There's other teams out there as well. 
And I think Tennessee just gave him the most money. He said, all right, Kansas City, can you match this? Feach probably said, hell no. Buffalo, can you match this? Buffalo probably said, get bent. And so he was like, okay, I'm just going to go to Tennessee and play with Derrick Henry. Well, Um, I I do think one thing that um, we are discrediting, and that's because we have memories like Goldfish here. Yes. in this league, Tennessee was the one seed in the AFC uh, two years ago. Like yeah. Tennessee does have the ability to be a really good team. This Tennessee, is very true. Tennessee would have made it to the playoffs ahead of Jackson. This is why I don't completely understand the Jacksonville hype. I understand Trevor Lawrence looked like good at the end of last season, and they made the playoffs. But Tennessee makes the playoffs if Ryan Tannehill like isn't hurt for the like six games last year. You don't think of Tennessee as like, they, they got there because their defense was solid. Uh, their defense will always, they, they could they could roll out a, you know, skeleton of a defense and still be like top five defense in the league. Well, and that's so. what we're talking about earlier, right? It's like, oh, well, like there's, there's two ways to win in the NFL. Have a good quarterback or have a really good running game with efficient. Offense predicated on controlling the ball and a great defense. Yes. So, you know, um, those are the two ways to win. And Tennessee is Ryan Tannehill, like coming back from injury and being like above average away from winning that division again. Do do you think D hop is a thousand yard receiver? Let's say thousand and thousand yards, eight, eight touchdowns, thousand and eight. I'm going to say no to both happening. I think either or could happen. My my big thing with DeAndre Hopkins is he is starting to break down. You can kind of tell he's not quite the same guy. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, I I think really what it is, is Ryan Taylor probably going to throw for about 3,600 yards, I would say. And Traylon Burks and like Shigakakwo and like DeAndre Hopkins are probably gonna cap like two thousand of that. Yeah. Like maybe twenty two maybe two five. I Hopkins probably like might Hopkins might get like a thousand like in some change or like one thousand one hundred. But like it's very I just don't think he will. I don't. I don't think there's enough passing volume to go around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I think I, we texted this in the chat. It was the real winner of this contract was uh, Kyle Phillips finally getting to play slot receiver. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing here's the one thing I do want to say too. Tennessee is such like a. This is like such a bad spot, precedent wise, for D Hop. Because, like, Tennessee is just a graveyard for receivers on their last legs. Yeah. Julio Julio Jones played there. Um, Andre Johnson played there. Yep. Fuck it. Didn't Moss go there? Andy Moss went there. Yeah. I think, uh, did, did, um, did Randy Moss also, who did Chad Johnson, was it, did they both end up on Tennessee? Did Chad Johnson oh end up on Tennessee? He might have. Oh my I'm god! It up right now, I because I swear that like Randy Moss and Chad Johnson were teammates at one point for like one season. Oh my god! If you are right, 
it it might have been in um he was in new england um it, it might have been what i i i don't know no he went from cincinnati to new england to miami oh uh, okay Wait, it was only on the offseason for that. I'm gonna look up Randy Moss real quick. I swore I swore they were teammates. No, wait, maybe it was Terrell Owens. Oh, that T.O. Went, that you know that might be true. Um I think he might have. That might be what I'm thinking of. Because I get T.O. and Randy Moss are like the same guy in the sense that they're like Yes, T.O. played for the Bengals in 2010. So that's what I was thinking of because it was the it was the T.O. and Ocho Cinco show. That's yeah, what they called it. yeah, or the Ocho Cinco and T.O. show or whatever the fuck they called it. Yeah, and they were out of they were literally both off the team the very next season because they were yeah, wrap it. And uh, so that's, that's kind of a that, that my head. So that's a, that's another good point. Um, receivers once they hit an age, it's Julio hit it for sure. Uh, you know, Chad Johnson, you know, he, he didn't never he hit his, you know, the thirties, but you know, they hit that point and they're just, they're, they, it just doesn't work out for them. Like, uh, dude, it's just kind of like, and, and you can see you just get beat up so much that you're not like, you don't have the same explosiveness. Football the, is just an explosive game. It's a game of like, yeah, first and explosion. And if you can't be explosive, you're not going to beat anyone. You know so, what I mean? The one thing DeAndre Hopkins does that might, you know, like help him, you know, extend his career is a, he hasn't played very many games the past couple of seasons. B he, B he plays like these mental games at receiver, you know, these tugs, uh, slight push offs, you know, he does, he does have great, excellent body control. Uh, and he guys kind of plays these mind games, you know, with his hands and his gloves. Um, I think that could help extend his career maybe to where it's like somebody might be able to say like, yeah, he could get a thousand yards, but those are the only two arguments I'd have for him to reach that point. I, other than that, I don't think he's for me. For for me, it just feels like the next two years are just going to be years where it's like, he is probably a better football player than he is like a fantasy guy. I think. He's just going to be like that one guy. He's just going to do the right things. Yeah. And I mean, like, again, the volume is just DeAndre Hopkins could go for a thousand yards if he played for the Chiefs is pretty much what I'm getting at. Because if we throw the ball enough, DeAndre Hopkins is probably not going to go for more than like a thousand and some change. Yeah. Tennessee. I I would I would say he probably will do one of either eight TDs or a thousand yards though. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me if he went for like eight fifty and like eight TDs. Yeah. Like, who else? Who else? How else is Ryan Daniel gonna get passing touchdowns? Like even if he gets like twenty of them, like he's got to throw them to like somebody. Yeah. Could be who's to say he gets to? Who's to say he gets to twenty though? That's a good point. You get to like 16. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I think uh I think Tennessee is Tennessee's a fine spot. Tennessee's the fine is a fine happy medium, in my opinion. I mean they're gonna be a playoff team. That's 
They're going to be know, a playoff contender. I wouldn't say they're going to be a playoff contender. Yeah, okay, true. They're going to be a playoff contender. Tannehill, if Tannehill's healthy, you know, Derrick Henry comes back, as he always does, they're a playoff team. That's a contender. That's always the case there. So, how long? Tennessee, though, did you see the stat about uh, pass catchers and uh, coaches? No. So, until D-Hop signed, Mike Vrabel had the most receiving touchdowns out of all the coaches and pass catchers, like, on the team. Wow. For their career. Because like, Vrabel had, like, five. Like, four That's... or five. None of the receivers or tight ends on the team had more than, like, two or three. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. <laughs> Dude, I know, right? It's just like, what the hell? Huh. I wonder if he. I wonder if he struts that around like, "Hey, I have more receiving touchdowns than you." I did. I love Rabel. If we were doing a coaching tier ranker, he would be an A tier for sure. And yeah, he wouldn't be an S tier because like S tier is exclusively for two people. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. Ugh. beans. Should we do something horrible for uh, content? Let's do it. So, currently, one of the games that is sweeping the nation is Immaculate Grid, which has been bought by uh, Sports Reference, so like Baseball Reference specifically, Mm -hmm. and it's Immaculate Grid. Immaculate Grid is the baseball version, and essentially what it is is you're given a grid of three by three, and it usually has like two teams on one and like an achievement and then three teams or two teams in an achievement as well. And you have to put players that match those achievements. So for instance, for baseball, Zach Grinke has played for the Royals and the Dodgers. So if the Royals and the Dodgers intersected on the grid, then he would be an answer. And so the fun mini game inside of it is if you get an answer correct, it gives you the percentage of people who have guessed that answer. Right? Yes. And so you're trying to get the lowest score possible, too. So, for instance, if you say who's a player who has played for the Red Sox and Yankees, one of the main ones that people think of is Babe Ruth played for the Red Sox and Yankees, right? Yeah. And so, like, maybe 25% of people answer that. But what some people don't know is that a guy named Steve Pierce, who won the World Series MVP in 2019, also played for the Red Sox and Yankees. And for you immaculate Gritters out there, he played for all the teams in the AL East, so he's an answer for any AL East overlap in the Immaculate Grid format. And maybe only 2% of people knew that Steve Pierce played for the Red Sox and the Yankees. Therefore, Steven Pierce is a better answer. So, we are going to be playing the football version of this. This was kind of both of our ideas. But Beans has already played today, and he's already done the Chiefs' answers. So, I'm going to pull up. Pull it up. It was hard. This was a hard one. So, the other thing that is important for to know about this 
I typed a gridiron grid and it didn't give it to me. Riveting content for people who are not watching. I guess I could I guess I could soothe I guess I could soothe people with my amazing voice. Um. So anyways, one super important thing. Excuse me. One important thing to note as well, if you guess in the square and you're wrong, you don't get it. So, like, there's nine guesses, and if you guess one wrong, then you can only get eight of the squares filled out. Correct. And the other thing that sucks about the NFL one is it only goes back to 1999. What a bunch of weenies. I'm okay with that. I'd, anything beyond that, I'd be lost in the sauce. Well, sure fine whatever so beans you said that you had all the chiefs ones those were the only ones i could get so who did you use for chiefs chargers uh melvin ingram oh i like that one actually a really good one i don't know if drew tranquil would have counted though because he hasn't played it down yet he hasn't played yet so he wouldn't count who would you use for uh chiefs packers uh, Sammy Watkins. Oh, that's a really good one. And who did you use for three plus rushing touchdowns in one game? Um, did you use Jamal Charles? Yes. Okay. I'm going to pump the brakes on this. So let's, let's look at the rest of the grid. So for anyone who's not watching on YouTube, so here's the grid intersections. So we have a player who played for the Chiefs and the Chargers, which is Melvin Ingram. A player who played for the Packers and the Chiefs, who is Sammy Watkins. So now we need someone who is on the Chiefs who has rushed for three-plus touchdowns. We need a Bills player who's rushed for three-plus touchdowns. A player who's played for the Packers and the Bills. A player who's played for the Chargers and the, and the Bills. And then we need someone who's played for the Chargers and had a 200-plus receiving yard game, someone who's played for the Packers and had a 200-plus receiving yard game, and then someone who has rushed for three touchdowns and had 200 yards receiving. So, Beans, I'm assuming that you used Jamal Charles in the bottom left corner for Chiefs and three-plus rushing touchdowns in one game. What I'm going to say is, is we might need to use Jamal Charles in 200-plus receiving yards. Can you not reuse him? Well, I don't know if... You can only use each player one time. Oh, I did not know that. Well, he, here's the thing. You could use like, Priest Holmes. Use Priest Holmes. You know Priest Holmes like, ran for three-plus touchdowns for the Chiefs. Yes. Right? Like yes. The man ran. He ran for like twenty six touchdowns. He had to have done it three times in one game. Yes. Yeah, so, so let's just use Priest Holmes. That's a good one. Priest Holmes. Yeah. See, it was actually thirty three point four nine. That's actually a pretty high percent. Well, I think that's high because I think Jamal Charles is the. So here's the thing: the only running backs that I can think of since nineteen ninety nine who possibly could have had two hundred yards receiving. Are like Marshall Falk, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that's a good one. 
Jamal, like Jamal Charles and LaShawn McCoy is the other one. Well, so Jamal Charles had that really good game against Denver, the Raiders. The Raiders that's who it was. And, and that's he, where I'm leaning for that one. Uh, should we fill the other boxes first and come back to this one or just straight I, up? I think we should. Okay. So, do we know anyone off the dome who went for 200 yards receiving for the Packers? Like, has Devontae, did Devontae Adams ever go for 200 receiving yards? Do oh, for know? sure. Yeah. Do, do Devontae. That's an easy, that's, that's gotta be an easy one. Well, you said it's Davante, not D. Yeah, D A. B E N T. He's probably at the bottom. Are you sure? Because you did say that you played this before and got and only got three right. Uh, that's because I spent most of my time on um, the Chargers Bills. Like, oh, okay. So we're, we're locking in Devontae Adams for two hundred. Do it. Seasons. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. You're good. Yeah. Okay. See. See, 69. Yeah, but see, I don't know of anybody else that would have probably Jimmy Graham, maybe, but uh, uh, 200 yards. Like the only other person, Greg Jennings is like the one person I can think of. Yeah, that'd been a good one. Did Jordy ever do it? See, I don't don't think Jordy ever did it. Um, Chargers. This is a tough one. Yeah. So the Chargers really do you think Antonio Gates ever went for two hundred yards? No, I would not That's guess. It. I don't think I don't think Antonio Gates ever did. So you got I, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Or see, Mike Williams. Keenan Allen ever went for two hundred yards. I don't are think Mike any, Williams did either. Um, who are some other good receivers that's played in San Diego? Vincent Jackson. Ooh, that's actually a good one. Vincent Jackson played he was, there. He was, a, who else he was a book? He was I a bucket there for a while. Yeah, I think Vincent Jackson went for 200 yards. He was a bucket there for a minute. All right, let, let's let's come back to uh the tough ones. Okay. Um, do do we think that LaShawn McCoy um yeah, LaShawn McCoy would be a good one for three, three touchdowns. touchdowns. I'm, I'm just thinking he's not the one in the bottom right. So let's just go with LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think he did that in that snow game. Yes. Yeah, there we go. What do you, so our scores stink if you're watching because f- football is a weird one where there's not a lot. For, for like these three plus rushing touchdown ones, like. You don't ever really know that. Like Josh Allen might have actually been an answer for that, to be honest. That would have been a good one. Um, who I, played, like, I don't know. Who's played for Green Bay and for Buffalo? You see, the problem is I don't know anyone on defense. You know what I mean? I don't know anyone on defense is my problem. Um, so, like, I always think about skill guys. You know what? Fuck. Sammy Watkins for Bills and Packers probably would have been better. Oh, mother fuck. Yeah, but I don't know anybody else that played for Green Bay and for Kansas City. We would have thought of someone, surely. Um, didn't Mike Pinnell play for Green Bay? I'm like almost for certain Mike Pinnell played for Green Bay. But, did he, but did he play for Buffalo? 
Mike Pinnell? No, I'm yeah. talking about Kansas City Green Bay if we would have moved that over. Oh. I'm like almost for certain Mike Pinnell played for Green he, Bay. He probably could have. Damn it. That might have been a better I think guess. I remember Kat saying something about him. See, this is – Kat – I always hate like talking to Cats about this when we play this because he like knows the Green Bay ones like off the, off the nose. Um. See, you could put like Ryan Fitzpatrick probably somewhere. Um, well, that's the other thing is like it could just be a backup quarterback. So like, I don't know. Like EJ Manuel obviously isn't one. Um, Peterman never played for Green Bay, unfortunately. Yeah, Mike Pinnell is from uh, Green. Went to played in Green Bay. <laughs> Damn it! So uh, I missed that one. Um. <sighs> Okay. Robert Woods isn't an answer. Uh Mike Gillingsley isn't an answer. See, it's gonna it's gonna be wait a minute. Jordan Poyer didn't play in Green Bay, but who's the other safety? Who who it who's the Oh fuck. Who's the safeties for Buffalo? Oh, right now? Um right now. The really underrated one. He like played at Iowa. Me thanks. No wait, that's Mike Milano. It's not Mike Milano. <sighs> I'm gonna look it up. Cause I'm like pretty sure that that guy came from Green Bay. Are you talking about? Um, Micah Hyde. Yes. Okay. Did Micah Hyde play for? I thought Micah Hyde did play for Green Bay. I thought he played for. What didn't he play for Tennessee? You're thinking of a uh, Bayard, I think. Oh, I am thinking. Yeah, yeah. Put Micah Hyde in there. Yeah, screw it. We'll go with Micah Hyde. I hope this is right because otherwise we're gonna look like idiots. I knew it. Let's go. Let's go. I'm built like that. I'm beans. I'm built like that. Just like the other fifty six point five four percent of people who got that. Okay, Chargers and Bills. Uh oh. No, wait. Never mind. Derek Watt never played for Buffalo, did he? No. I didn't think so. That's always my uh Derek Watt is always my Chargers and Pittsburgh answer. Because uh, you know, the brothers Watt. Um Who's the quarterback you mentioned earlier? Um EJ Manuel. He never played for the Chargers. <sighs> What about um, what about Tyrod? Yes, Tyrod Taylor does work. That's a good one. Let's go! Come on, Tyrod Taylor. Let's go! Oh my God! I, I love how we're freaking out about like how we're getting these dudes, and everybody and, else like, is guessing this. One, our lowest one's like a shade under fifteen percent. We don't have any. We don't have anyone that's like. A shocker. Now, okay. 200, 200. I want to put, put Jamal Charles in for the bottom right one. 
personally. I kind of want to save that one for last. <laughs> yeah, we can save that one for last then. So I think our options for San Diego or San Diego for the Chargers. Actually, no, because if we get this wrong, oh no, we'd still have our other guests. We so still we'll have it. We can still we can still just save for last. I want yeah, I, I just want it It'll the be last. Way cooler if it's you know if we get this one. The problem yes. is, is I have no idea. I'm voting Vincent if, Jackson because I just don't think Keenan Allen. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. We're not so we're we're out on Keenan Allen, right? We're I not, guess I he's just, had games, but not like up whether Keenan Allen has had a 200 yard game. But we have to promise that we're not gonna use Keenan Allen. Okay, yeah, I like that. Let's do that. I I kind of like that idea. Keenan All right, Allen best games. He did. I, I just don't think he had one. You know what I mean? Oh, we'll go to Stat Muse. So according to this, it's 183 is his high. Okay. All right. Cool. Like, yes, Keenan Allen had his most yards on receptions a game versus the Texans, September 22nd, 2019, 183 yards. So we're right on that. So I, Ooh, that, we were right been... to assume that Keenan, because Keenan Allen's a slot dude. A lot of dudes only 200 yards, and he's always hurt. So, well, that doesn't really matter. It's just a game. I know. So um, our options are basically Mike Williams, which I don't think is right. Vincent Jackson. And I'm trying to remember other wide receivers that played in those like really explosive offenses with Phillip Rivers. Now, one thing to consider is, do you think LaDainian Tomlinson ever got 200 receiving yards? No, because right? he was a, he, he, he was a running guy. He was a grounded. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he did. I'm just putting it out there. Um. So you got Vincent Jackson. I'm tr- I'm trying to think if there's any random receivers from like when Drew Brees was there. You see, I, I don't know enough about Chargers history. There's probably like like I don't, I don't know if David Boston had some random ass like 200 yard game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think it sounds like we want to lock in Vincent Jackson. That's the only. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only one I can think of. Okay. Oh my god. Ugh. Hey. All right, let's fucking go. Three percent of people said it. Wow, and we were struggling with that. All right, we I'm excited. Struggling. We were just deciding whether or not like that was something we could do. Um, you know what? Most receiving yards in a game chargers i gotta know now who's an antonio gates i'm gonna be pissed la chargers 200 receiving Yard games. I bet you LaDainian Thompson had one just for the fun of it. Um, so ones that would have so Michael Floyd had one in 2010. Oh, that would have been a good one, or Malcolm Floyd, excuse me, Malcolm Floyd. Um, 
See, I'm not seeing Vincent Jackson's game on here. I don't know. Stat Muse is dumb. I hate Stat. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So we need somebody who ran for three rushing touchdowns and caught 200 yards. <laughs> oh, Jamal Charles, right? Like Percy. Does Percy Harvin count for this? Yeah. Well, I mean, he would. There's no shot that that's Percy Harvin, though. 200 yards receiving and three rushing touchdowns. Like, it, it's got to be a running back who had a crazy receiving game. And isn't that, like, the whole point of, like, that Jamal Charles game? Yeah. Like, he, has, like, he had, like, a crazy PPR game and didn't run for a ton of yards. Like, I'm 90% sure that's, like, the whole point. Didn't he score, like, five touchdowns or something like that? five touchdowns. So, pretty much, we just have to make sure that 60% of those touchdowns were rushing. And I know a lot of those receiving yards were off of screen passes. Yes. So, I, I, Jamal, think I feel Jamal like it's Charles Jamal. Like, it's Jamal Charles or Marshall Falk. Those are the two, or it's Christian McCaffrey. Those are the wow. three answers we have, and Jamal Charles is the only one with a famous game where he went for a bajillion fantasy points. Yeah, do it. I misspelled Jamal wrong. J-A-A, isn't it? Just put Charles. J-A-M-A-L. It's it's A-A-L. Oh. Jamal Charles. Drum roll, please, Beans. No! Oh, no! Damn. Open. God. It was Marshall Falk. No! God damn it. I think that that one is 100%, which means that it has to be, like, the only one. That's probably right, yeah. What were some other guesses? Oh, man. One sec. So, Vincent Jackson, Malcolm Floyd, Wes Welker. Wow. Wes Welker have a 100 or 200-yard receiving game for the Chargers. I don't know. I don't know that. Chris Chambers. So let's go for Chiefs ones. So Melvin Gordon was the Melvin Gordon, Chase Daniel, and Drew Tranquil. So I guess Drew Tranquil counts. Oh wow. Okay. I would have never thought that counted yet, but okay. Jackie Battle. What an answer. Oh, what a name. What's like what's like the Juan Harris, Tanner Hunt? I, I love some of these answers. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling. That that is actually really funny that we like completely, completely skimmed over that. Him. Frank Zambo, Rashad oh. Breland. That's a good one, actually. Oh, I didn't know Breland is at Green Bay now. See, there's Mike Pinnell. Yeah, that would have been a good guess. Yeah, see, that's a great guess right there. Oh, dude, I'm so mad. Yeah, Marshall Marshall Falk has got to be the only person who's ever done that. Yeah. Um, see Sammy Watkins right there. Jake Curamau. I forgot about Jake Curamau. Matt Flynn. That's a good guess, too. Ooh, forgot about him. Awful content for everyone listening, and we don't apologize. We were having fun. Sean Merriman for Bills and uh, Chargers. Don't remember. Doug Flutie is an elite answer for that. Cardo Jones is also an elite answer. And then Jamal Charles was the top. Priest Holmes was second. Larry, Larry Johnson. Oh, LaShawn McCoy is a fun guess for um, the Chiefs because it's not um, 
It's just running for three touchdowns and played for that team. So like oh. Peyton Hillis is also an answer too. Oh, really? I did not know that. Okay. The, the baseball one is different though. The baseball one, they have to have done it with that team. So, okay. That's so we, that's pretty cool. So okay. Bell's an answer. Like Peyton Hillis is an answer for Chiefs and three plus rushing. What's, what else was the Bills then? Marshawn Lynch. Yes, you Marshawn Lynch was the number one answer. Liz McGahee, Reggie Bush, Mike Tolbert. Oh, I'm devastated. Let, let's look up that. Uh, Jamal Charles, 200 yard receiving game. I bet you, I bet you had like 190 or something. I'm looking up the 200 receiving yards and three rushing touchdowns. Oh, it was 195 receiving yards. Are you kidding me? Uh, oh, my God. It was versus the Raiders in 2013. Chiefs versus Raiders 2013. I think the sad part is, is I definitely said it was him or Marshall Falk. Like, I, I knew, like, Marshall Falk was, like, the only other person who could do that shit. Let's look at the stats. Matt McGoin was starting for the Raiders that game. Jesus, Jesus wept. Okay, so Jamal Charles had four receiving touchdowns and one rushing. He had eight carries for 20 yards. And wow. eight receptions for 195 and four TDs. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it was a good guess. We tried. That. Yeah. That that stinks. So let me stop my sharing of the screen. So we em we implore everyone to uh, give immaculate grit. I, I believe so. The official names of the grid games for football is immaculate gridiron. Um, for baseball is immaculate grid, which is the best of all the immaculate games honestly, because it lets you do any player at any point in history. And then um, Hoops Grid, I believe, is the uh, basketball one. Yeah. That one is fun, though, because, like, the background for the player pictures is uh, it changes for, like, how rare it is. So, like, if it's under, like, 25%, it's, like, bronze. Yeah. If it's under, like, 15, it's silver. If it's under, like, 10, it's gold. If it's under, huh. like, five, it's platinum. And then there's, like, some, like, weird thing if you get into the under one. Huh. That's really cool. Fun. Plus, the NBA has like so many dudes who are just random ass journeymen. You can literally just get like guys who no one remembers. It's hilarious. I feel like baseball would be more like that, but Dog, I I did the baseball one mostly by myself today. Mm -hmm. I always like to get nine out of nine just to like, you know. So so the way that I end up doing it is I do it as good as I can by myself. And then I start thinking of players that I know that played for those teams and checking where else they played. Yeah. Usually it's a lot of, I'm pretty sure this guy played for this team and this team. Let me check before I answer. And it's like, yes. Yeah. But um, today I had to cheat on a name. I forgot. 
I knew that um, a pitcher had been traded from the A's to the Twins, and it was Tommy Malone. Hmm. I could not remember Tommy Malone's name. He doesn't know who Tommy Malone is. Not a clue. Nope, not a clue. <laughs> I remember Tommy Malone. He was good. Played in Oakland in like 2014. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have any real other real news to report today or – no, um, another day without Chris Jones signing his contract. Um, still waiting. Um, I don't know if that'll. I don't know if it'll ever get done. Do you want Chris Jones to sign his contract? I do want Chris Jones to sign his contract because Kansas City, the way that Kansas City has decided to make their team is basically have five to eight elite players at their position, and then just a bunch of filler. So if you lose one of those elite players, then uh. Whoops. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, honestly, I think if we get to August and it's not signed yet, I think they'll just wait till the off season. I would assume so. So who would be our tag candidates for this upcoming year? Mm. I mean, like what? I mean, Chris Jones, obviously. Jones, Sneed, Sneed. I don't think we. I don't think we'd snag. Uh, I don't think we would tag Sneed. Oh no! Yeah, is he? Uh, is his contract up? I think yeah. So you got Sneed. Um, man. But like that's the thing though is I feel like Chris Jones is like one of the only guys who's like worth tagging. Like this so maybe that's what they're just doing. Like they're just like, you know, why not well, I, just well, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, um, like I get we're still working on it and like we might not get it done, but like we have the, all this time. Yeah. And like honestly, like I personally think that after this season, if Chris Jones, like wants to get paid and we're not willing to do it, I think we'd be ready to trade him. Yeah. Someone else would give him the money and it would really suck. But I think, yeah, I, I, I just think Kansas City would be at the point where they're about ready to move on just because we're getting really to the point where, like, this core is starting to get, like, a little old. Yeah, and... You know what I mean? Would you rather re-sign Chris Jones or Legereus Need? If it came down to one or the other, which it will. Probably Chris Jones. You think so? Chris okay. Jones, Chris Jones plays a more premium. Chris Jones plays the way that Chris Jones impacts the game from his position makes him a premium player. Legereus Need being an, uh, being a good corner is just kind of a product. I, I mean, like there's a lot of corners that like can do a job you know what i mean yeah but like i, I don't want to like completely discount legere sneed because i watch uh sharkavis ward in his pink hair and orlando skandrick like ruin my chances at seeing a chief super bowl win yeah in 2019 yeah well 18 so, 19, 18, 18 19 yeah yeah 18 19 19 20 was a little bit different but you know that's because ward didn't have pink hair and Orlando Skandrick wasn't on the fucking team. <laughs> Ooh, so, good one if we ever get Chiefs Vikings. Mike Hughes. 
Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, tuck that away in your noggin. I will. No, I, you know, I keep swaying myself back and forth. I know Chris Jones wants a massive contract. He's going to demand over 30 a year. Um, right now, the Chiefs aren't in a situation to negotiate because we have a million dollars in cap. So I how so I don't know. I think it's just kind of I think Chris Jones has got like two, three years left in him. I mean, he's 29. He's 29 years old. He's hitting that age. Yeah, yeah, he's getting. Look, I mean, there's not a lot of Aaron Donald's like 31, 32, and he just got injured, right? Like, yeah. Aaron Donald is like the greatest. One of the greatest defensive tackles, like basically strictly D lineman, if we're being honest, because he's not really an edge guy. He's more no. Yeah, he's like one of the greatest defensive linemen to ever play, and he's probably not gonna make it to like 33, 34, 35 being like hyper productive. Like what's yes. the money we'd be getting paid? Like it was be like here's the thing. Chris Jones is probably gonna be the type of guy, like let's say we give him a five year contract when he's 30. He'll probably be fine for the first two years and then he'll be off injured and like above average productive to good productive for the next two. And then the fifth year like we'll just cut him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what it would be. So, I mean, like, I don't know. For me, I really enjoy legacy stuff because I am such a fucking um, loser, if you want to call it that. So, like, I would love nothing more than to see Chris Jones pretty much just spend his entire career at the Chiefs, except for one really weird cash grabby year. Those yeah. Years you know what I yeah. mean? That, those years don't count. Julio Jones on the Titans doesn't count. Doesn't count. Nope. On the Bucks, didn't count. He didn't play. He's a Falcon yeah. forever. <laughs> yeah, no, he, exactly. He's the of the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's like uh, Patrick Ewing on the Magic, or like Hakeem Olajuwon on the Raptors, like, and Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Like, those didn't count. Like, yes. they were just old. They were just looking to get money. No, I agree. Like, Adrian Peterson, like, on the Saints counts and on the Cardinals counts, but everything after that didn't count. Nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, so. maybe. Actually, the, stu- the Commander stuff actually, I think, counted. But the Seahawks stuff definitely didn't count. Didn't happen. God, who remembers Adrian Peterson on the Seahawks? That's a crazy memory. Is that really, like, isn't that crazy? So, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's going to, I don't know. It's, it's. If it happens, I'll be happy. If it doesn't, I... It, You'll be sad. Yeah. All right, Beans. Two things left. We'll get yep. to your thought-provoking moment, but I need you... I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. I need you to tell me a player, like, the most out-of-place player ever, like, in a jersey. So, like, essentially, like, like Julio in a Titans jersey... Basically, any of the old receivers we named in a Titans jersey, essentially. So, like, player that's just out of place, like just weird that they were in that jersey. I and thought of say, this. Don't say Jamal on the Broncos because that's such a cop out answer. No, I'm not. This is going to be a weird answer, but it's so true. Like, I thought of this the other day, and this, and it was just like completely out of pocket. It was like Joe Horn, like. You think of Joe Horn and you think of New Orleans, but 
dude, I did not know he played for Kansas city and was drafted by Kansas city. It's just like such a weird, like memory for me. And so like, that's, that's my immediate go-to. So mine will always did Brady and the bucks will never not be like super weird. You know what? I shouldn't say that because like Manning in a Broncos jersey ended up not being weird to me. No, so it was, point, yeah, dude. The point of it too, we're like almost Manning in a Colts jersey is almost weird. Yeah, because like, and we it was in that weird like period yeah. where like he was pretty damn good with Denver, and he lasted quite a while for he, Denver he too. Rutgers in Denver, and he won a yeah. Super Bowl. He did his he did more in Denver honestly than he didn't. Well, how many how many years was he in Denver? Was it? It was like four or five. So yeah, if it's four it years, like, like three, four, five. But I mean, it was less than Indy. Like Indy, yeah, like twelve. I know, but anything over like uh, if you're at a place for longer than two years, like you, it counts. Like it's you were there. No, I, so I, I get that. I don't. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying like it's weird it's, that like I was all in my head. I'm like, well, he's just a. Uh, Colt, and then suddenly it's like, is he more of a Bronco than a Colt? Like, I don't think yeah. so. Maybe he is? Yeah. Um, God, what's another? I'm trying to think of one that's just, like, hyper weird. Um, Rivers in a Colt's jersey was always fucking weird to me, too. Ooh, Darrell Revis in a Chiefs jersey. Dog, that was weird. Darrell Revis in a Bucks jersey is also weird. I guess I don't remember that one. Darrell Reeves, I got traded there and then immediately went to New England. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of one more. There's got to be like one more that's like hyper weird for me. Um, yeah, like people want to say Brett Favre in a Vikings jersey, but he looked. What about Jerry? Like, what about Jerry Rice in a Seahawks uniform? See, I never saw that. Yeah, but you still see the pictures. It's kind of weird. It, it uh, is super weird. The, the the thing with Brett Favre in a Vikings jersey, though, is he looks good in that Vikings jersey. He did look pretty good in that. His uh, jersey just good. Him in the Jets jersey was weirder. No, you know what? This is going to be weird. Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform this year Aaron, will be weird. Aaron Rodgers in a Jets jersey is going to look strange. Him being eight is what's going to be strange. Yes, so that, that will be... Yeah, that that's the part to me that I think is going to be the weirdest part is him wearing eight. I am. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So that's like a double whammy. I don't think there's like any like like Emmett Smith in a Cardinals jersey is almost really weird, but like he broke the rushing record in it. I think. Or did he break it? As I don't remember. It doesn't really matter. All right, beans. We're seven glizzies deep. The episode is approaching two hours. I don't think it's actually approaching two hours because we did about 30 minutes of BSing beforehand. Yeah. We need a thought-provoking moment to like let, lead us out. All right. So, if you can't see, what are you called? You are? Blind. If you can't hear, you are? Deaf. What if you can't smell? What is that well, called? Like, what's I, the name for that? I feel like that's a Google question. <laughs> no, I know if, you, if you can't speak, you're dumb. I do remember that. 
What? Yes, you're you're dumb if you can't speak. No, you're. Oh. Yes. Well. Yes. Well, you're technical. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> sure. No, it's literally okay, like but, dumb. Like that's the technical term. So what is it called when? It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be some easy name like blind or deaf. It's going to be like some scientific name. Anosmia. Huh? Anosmia. A N O S M I A. Anosmia? Um, That's not, that isn't, that isn't a cool name. That's not cool. Like, why do I? Also, I feel like that'd be one of the, like that'd be such a horrible like um maybe. name for not being able to smell. Able, I dropped my phone. Nice. Slang name for not being able to smell. So numb is when you can't feel. Yes. Um, because then you got taste, which is uh, you don't really have a name for that. Bert, I think it's Bert. 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 So I can't smell. I'm Bert. I. I don't. I don't know, Beans. This is this is not the greatest question for the Sam. Hmm. I don't know. Something to think about. I. Where's the Urban Dictionary when you need it? <laughs> why? Why was that the question you asked? That was. Oh, the dog is trying to. You want to say something? Do you want to say something, Molly? Molly, tell us why running backs are devalued. Molly, is Saquon going to play this season? <laughs> she don't care. <laughs> she says no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, Beans? I don't care either. So, I think I, that's I think unless you have anything left to say, I think. I do not. Right there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're tapping out. We're calling it. We're seven glizzies deep, and we need to, uh, you know, extract if you catch the drift. Um, wish me luck tomorrow. Ooh, this is something I wanted to brag about. I will be driving to Northwest Arkansas to celebrate Ooh. a birthday. Shout out to Tess Seaburger. And nice. we will be going to see Nickelback tomorrow. So, Ooh. fuck y'all. I'm on excited. A thir- on a Thursday? On a Thursday, baby. Rogers and... Northwest Arkansas Amphitheater in Rogers, Arkansas. Nickelback is rolling into town on their bus tour. It's going to be a time and a half, and I cannot wait to listen to Rockstar Live. It's going to be dope as fuck. I get to see Oppenheimer on Friday. I am pumped. If you spoil any of that movie, I'm going to kick your ass. How can I spoil a movie that was history? I don't know. Fuck you. That's <laughs> no, I'm excited, dude. I'm pumped. I 
I am beautiful Barbenheimer weekend. Uh, no, maybe I, I might try maybe it. Maybe I successfully marketed it to where I'll watch the movie. If somebody told me to go watch it, I'd watch it. I'd go to the theater. They've successfully marketed it to me to where I am willing to spend the money if someone else is like wanting me to come. Yeah. And I will I, probably, once it is on streaming, I will watch it because I'm an idiot and like easily fooled by marketing manipulation. Yeah. But we are going to see Oppenheimer on Sunday. Are you going to an IMAX? Yes. Oh, dude. I have, you know that scene from, uh, I think it's Terminator, where like there's the explosion and the dude's skeleton is like stuck on the chain link fence? Yeah. That, 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 that gif is like going to be me on Sunday <laughs> in IMAX watching an 18K when that bomb goes off. I'm so pumped. I'm excited. All right. Well, everyone, thank you again for listening. It's been a great show. Make sure if you enjoyed the content today to go and follow us at underscore underscore F3S. That's underscore underscore F3S on Twitter. Please like and share this episode and consider subscribing on our YouTube channel, which is Fly Over State Sports Show. Um, and also... Feel free to buy merch while you're on our Twitter page as well. I am scrambling because I am ready for my Barbenheimer weekend. (laughs) So to everyone, thank you for flying with us and have a very lavish, lovely Barbenheimer weekend. Get some glizzies in you. Peace out. Peace.